This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. This is season seven of Movies. My God, season seven, seven seasons, and it's been four years of Movies. Uh, we typically like to do two seasons a year. We like to break it up. Uh, last season was the most amount of episodes per season. We had 55, I believe the number was. We concluded with Elvis by the master auteur Baz Luhrmann. And that was a very exciting episode. We had the most number of guests we've ever had in the history of movies on this show. Proper movies, anyway. Not crossovers with Flea Pit After Dark or the now-deceased Slothcast, hosted by Anthony Sisko. We'll see if that actually stays dead. Uh, some people just can't seem to keep away from the internet, you know, when they say, I'm done with the internet. But we'll see. It would be nice. It would be nice to see uh, that return. So, with me today, to discuss these things and more, is Hans. Yeah. It's very difficult to be done with the internet when you spend a lot of time on the internet. That's very true. Could you quit? <laughs> could you quit the internet? How long could you quit the internet for? Well, I didn't have Twitter for like six, seven months, remember, when it was banned? And then you got me a different email so that I could <laughs> so that I could have the account that I currently have. So it's uh, I think I, I could. It's just I don't know. Why it's, would you? Uh, I don't really What's have... the point of that? What's going to be the net gain aside from mental health improvement? What about successes? What about creative ventures? You lose all of right. that for mental health. Yeah, go spend time in the trees. You'll be happier, maybe. Probably less fulfilled, though. Or do you want to be happy in nature instead of reading a bunch of retarded people <laughs> arguing about things that don't affect them on Twitter? Exactly. That's the way. You know, you think about nature. You think about people who spend too much time in nature. You think about Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. That turned out so well for him. Now he's living in a cage the rest of his life, dying, rotten of cancer. So you know what? You, Maybe there's something to be said about spending your days on Twitter. You could also do the into the wild method too, right? Where you go into the wild without knowing anything and uh, and then you die because you eat some type of herb that you're not supposed to or berries and then you just point it in the middle of the woods like a dumbass. <laughs> I think that's a good way to go, too, is from uh, uh, stomach pains, just writhing in the dirt, waiting to pass away uh, as your, your gut bleeds out. How long do you have to, like, how long does it take for you to die that way? I can imagine it would fast, you know, because I gunch it to the stomach, you can survive, right? For hours. Mm. I, yes. I, and, and that's Dr. Han speaking. That knows nothing <laughs> about if this is true or not. But I can't imagine that a, a poisoning would, you know, be fast. It just sounds like it would just stretch for as long as possible and just hurt a lot. So, well, uh, uh, you know, who, who do we know? Who's a famous person who has died from poisoning? Aside from that guy you just cited. I don't know. What year is it? I don't think that happens anymore. <laughs> Unless you're a child. Yeah, the little girl from, from The Sixth Sense whose mother kept poisoning her because she enjoyed her being sick because it made her feel better yeah. that she could help her daughter. You know, there's a lot of cases left, but that's like a month-long journey. And at no point yeah. you have to have second thoughts about that and pouring the Drano in the tomato soup. Was that but, was it Drano or was it like floor cleaner? It was, something it was like floor that, cleaner. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. If, if it was Drano, you'd be sent to prison immediately because that child would get violently ill and survive. And the doctor would be like, "Right, we got to call the police on this one. But I mean, also, also, how stupid is that child that she couldn't taste the floor cleaner in her soup? It's on her. <laughs> Listen, once upon a time, I used to like to fake being sick so I could get out of middle school and high school. Okay? Oh, and my, yeah, my aunt, my aunt uh, is an older woman. She's always been an older woman. 
And, uh, you know, one day, you know, a, a good reliable excuse used to be, oh, my stomach hurts. My stomach. Ah, oh, I can't go to I can't go to school. My stomach hurts. And so right. one day I tried that too many times. And so my aunt, again, who's this elderly woman, uh, decided to say, hey, would you like some some hot chocolate before you go to school today? I said, boy, would I ever. And then uh, <laughs> she handed me this hot chocolate and there was this orange foam on the top of it. I said, what the hell is this orange foam on my hot chocolate? And she said, oh, it's nothing. It's just hot chocolate. And uh, I gave it a sniff. It turned out she snuck Metamucil in the hot chocolate. So I would oh, wow. be more regular. So she thought she was going to trick me <laughs> and I'd feel better and go to school. I said, what, what are you fucking stupid? What, what is this? I poured it down the drain she, immediately. Smash that mug against the wall. She thought you were, uh, Oh, fuck, what's the word? Uh, constipated. She yes. thought you were constipated. You were, your, your stomach pain was because you couldn't shit. That's really funny. Yeah. And so. uh, what is it, an orange chocolate, hot chocolate? Yes. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, Metamucil is like an orange vitamin C flavored, whatever it is. It's an orange powder. And uh, she thought she was pulling the wool over my eyes because she's senile. And that was t- fucking 15 years ago. So, uh, you know, one thing to... one thing to be said, okay. though, one thing to be said, though, is this is season seven. Movies. It's an exciting time. We're in the middle of uh, 2022. But something that's going to be introduced here and Hans kind of got into it a little bit for season seven of movies is there are going to be more characters. So as you noted, there's a Dr. Hans now. Now, Dr. Hans is going to be a recurring bit on this show it's kind of it's gonna be like uh the johnny carson show you know when he would do the kreskin character but it's all gonna be sure. hans i'm not gonna do any of it it's just gonna be hans introducing a new character every episode so this one was dr hans uh in yeah. about 14 episodes he's gonna show up in a lab coat yeah i'm gonna wear a rice hat and i'm gonna wear uh those uh glasses that will make my eyes look more chinese uh, I, I used to fake having asthma to get a, out of PE because I was fat and I just didn't want to run. <laughs> <laughs> they would have us run the length of a soccer field for like five times and now we're on half of it and just be like, my asthma, I can't, I've never had asthma. I've never had no. lung issues at all, but uh, but I would pretend and because I was fat, they would just be like, okay, just lay down, you're fine. You know, Just, just lay down, exercise. tubby boy. Yep. Just breathe. You're going to yep. lay on your back and take <laughs> deep breaths. See, that requires too much acting because then you got to be... <sighs> Like you make pig noises. Well, to I try didn't and know. Fool the I didn't know teacher. what I was. I didn't know. Do you really think I knew what asthma was at the time? I just <laughs> know there was something to do with breathing. I, I didn't even know what I was supposed to be doing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing, trying to get out of fucking shitty ass school. Never liked it. You know, it probably could have benefited you either way. Show up to school and gym class. Oh, yeah. But you know what? These are the kinds of mistakes that children make. And what make you know when you think about children. How often do you think about children, Hans? Never. never. What the fuck? What kind of question? Just because I'm wearing a sweater doesn't mean I'm... Wait, Cosby didn't rape children. Never mind. No, he didn't touch any children. He's a a decent man in that regard. Uh, You know, I was just thinking about children in television shows, television shows like Stranger Things, season four, which just concluded... And we have not talked about any season of Stranger Things. And it kind of makes me think, well, now do we have to do... Because we're going to talk about season four of Stranger Things tonight. Because why not strike while the iron is hot? The Elvis episode seems to be fair and well. People really enjoyed that when we did a live show. Let's do some more. Let's do some more of these current releases as opposed to 
you know, digging into Spike Lee's filmography and doing uh, The Sweet Blood of Jesus. So we're talking yeah. about Stranger Things season four tonight. And what do you think? Do you think we should go back in time and do three and two and one? I, I think uh, the reason why we haven't talked about this, I, I don't know if you watched it as it was coming out. But I had only seen season one and like a couple of episodes of season two, and I just stopped watching it. Uh, so I was completely, you know, unaware of everything that happened up to, up to this season. Uh, and then you said that it, it got good. Uh, so uh, you said it's probably the most amazing show I've seen in the past 20 years. It's incredible. You said the acting was amazing and the writing and dialogue was out of this world. I did say all so that. I, w- <laughs> uh, I was very uh, enthralled. Listen, I just spilled an entire can of Diet Coke all over the floor here. So we're just going to take a quick pause. Uh, I'm not even going to let you um, riff by yourself. We're just going to have to, hey, we'll be back after these messages. So, like I was saying before, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 4 tonight. And just to answer your question, which I didn't uh, touch upon, I did watch every single season as it was airing, yes. I was very behind, but then, I don't know, I guess uh, there's not really a lot of content out there that I'm really interested in. So, I just started watching it, and uh, I figured, I did the same thing that I did with those Harry Potter movies, where it's like, I haven't seen any of them I think I only saw the first one. And then when the last one was coming out, I was like, well, I have to see it because it's going to end. And it's like a cultural thing. So let me just watch all of them. And and uh, and uh, that way I'll be able to go see the last one in the theater. Uh, in this case, I was fooled into believing that this was the last season. Uh, and well, before we get into it, it's going to be full of spoilers. So if you haven't finished it, then stop this and go watch it. But... Uh, I thought this was going to be an end. It made more sense that the last two episodes were four hours together if this is how you were going to end the series. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that there's going to be more. So when I was watching it, I was like, hold on, there's like 10 minutes left and nothing has been resolved. What the fuck is this? And then nothing happens. And I was like, oh, I, I don't think I would have watched the whole thing <laughs> if I knew that they had an ending, you know? I had the uh, same game plan when it came to Breaking Bad when that was airing. I planned to watch... All of it once it was in the final season and then watch that play out live. And then they broke the final season up in two. So with this one, I uh, similarly, I was convinced this was the last run for the show because I had heard that somewhere or I thought I did. And uh, it turns out that's not the case. They're going to do season five. And maybe the, the fact that they divided it kind of pointlessly, in my opinion anyway, yeah. into two parts uh, did not really um, help you know, uh, squash that that notion that this would be the end of it because why else would you do that? Um, right. And I, again, to that pointlessness of it, you know, not a whole lot really happens in those last couple of episodes. And no. it's about three, I mean, three hours almost for that final episode. It's two, uh, almost two hours for the one right before that. I think it's an hour 45 and 235 yeah. respectively. Why? It, it doesn't even make sense. It's dividing it into two parts. It feels like an afterthought, really. Exactly. Yeah, like like they they had planned on ending it, but then they were like, well, we're not going to kill the most popular show that we have while the rest of the shows are failing, so let's 
let's uh, stretch it one more. I have no idea, or I had no idea what they were going to do with the last season because I figured, well, if you have uh, two last episodes that are so long, I'm sure something will happen with this Vecna guy. And kind of, but not really. Uh, until the end, I guess. Well, what do uh, they do? They retcon it so that Vecna has been this giant mastermind the entire time, yeah. right? Who uh, wheeled these monsters into the the non-upside-down world of Stranger Things. So, you know, we're getting maybe a little ahead of ourselves in that we're talking about the finale first because that's what's freshest yeah. on our minds. It, it did only release onto Netflix a couple of days ago. So why don't we, why don't we wind it back to episode one? Okay. of season four and i watched it when it premiered in the middle of the night i think they like to do a west coast midnight premiere which is 3 a.m on the east coast and i'm always up that late so i decided to check it out and uh you know i was not really big on the last two seasons of stranger things i really disliked season two I, they had me for a while and then everybody's go-to uh episode in that season where they jumped out was when Eleven went yeah. to Chicago and befriended an Indian girl. You know? That fucking yeah. sucked. And it seems like it's never going to come back around ever again, which is good. It shouldn't. But it just makes it all yeah. the more uh, notable in how redundant doing that was. They got... They bit off a little too much... Too much than they could chew. So... They wanted to do the Avengers, but no one cared. That's <laughs> what this finale felt like. That's what this finale felt like to me. It felt like... This is our Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. And they were stretched out, elongated, uh, inflated. And for what? For one character to die. And they couldn't really commit to killing the redheaded girl who nobody yeah. really seems to like. But again. Or Hooper, too. Yeah. Hooper, Hooper. Hopper. Is it Hooper or Hopper? Hopper, Hopper. yeah. Who, uh, uh, I think uh, his heroic sacrifice would have been fine the way he died right that would have been okay well we got rid of this character but like you said it goes back to the marvel thing where they're just so afraid of killing anyone that then it never feels like they're in actual uh danger when the the redhead girl when when it happened when she was actually like her arms were broken and her leg was broken i was like all right well we're gonna we, we're killing someone. That's cool. Finally, they have enough balls to kill one of the main characters. Because the the one that I, they ended up killing, who was my favorite, by the way, I thought he was the best character they've introduced for a while. Uh, and then they just kill him in like the stupidest way because he wanted to prove to no one because there's no one around that he doesn't run away anymore. The one time where he has to run away, and then he just turns around to fight a thousand bats. Bats with. Dead by yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was really stupid. I thought that was really dumb because he's so so he would run away from humans, but when it comes to monsters, he he wants to show the world that he's an actual hero, even though the world would never know and there's no one around. That didn't really sit well <laughs> sit well with me at all. You couldn't couldn't think of any other way to kill this guy. No, you just make him like want to I don't know prove something that yeah. I, only his uncle knew at the end when when goofy teeth told him yeah and it, look there's nothing heroic of, of, about dying from a bat yeah 
There's plenty of people in Africa chewed. and South America who die from bats, and nobody thinks yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. He got some some chewing on his belly, and uh, <laughs> somehow that killed him. But yeah. the girl that had a fucking her her leg and her his, she's blind now. But no, uh, fucking Eleven did her Mr. Miyagi thing where she just touched her and heal her somehow. Uh, that never seen it before for the first never once happened right and now she's got the magic touch so look you might be a blind cripple uh but you're alive in a coma forever (laughs) that's a much better life you know you're gonna be blind you have scary eyes now uh your legs and arms are fucked up but hey you'll be around isn't that great (laughs) so Uh, my thought on that is they're probably I think they're going to utilize her as like a harvesting tool for, for Vecna to come back into the regular world, which seems to be turning into the Upside Down at the end of Stranger Things Season 4. Right. Because why else would you leave a completely useless character alive like that unless you just felt bad? What are we going to have a fucking Anne Frank uh, side story for Season 5 where she's going to learn Braille and all this other stuff? Great. Uh, you know, I did I think read you mean, that. Uh, I think you mean Helen Keller, not Anne Frank. <laughs> And Frank right. Anne Frank is just Jewish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm retarded. But listen, season four, we're introduced to this new character. I think his name's Eddie, right? Eddie, yeah. Eddie's your your favorite. He's the fan favorite character of the season. And Stranger Things likes to do this thing where they just introduce a new person to kill off. And this season, it was Eddie. Last season, it was yeah. the guy from Elvis, uh, asshole older brother of the girl who they they pussied out on killing this season the season before that it was sean astin who played yeah. what was his name uh bob fat piggy but yeah bob yeah. bob and then the season before bob, that bob. it was barb right who also who cares it's just characters that are barely on screen or who expect to have some type of connection i hated the fact that uh the whole thing that Max had in the in the last season uh, was that she feels bad about her brother dying. She could have done more. And it's like, no, you couldn't. It was a gigantic monster in front of him, ripping him to pieces. What could you have done? And the whole thing, or the only reason why she gets possessed by Vecna is because she feels bad about her brother. She could have mm-hmm. done more. That doesn't... Like, this feels and like a cop-out. Like boy, a did Vecna of... take his sweet time killing her each time. Yeah. Unlike everyone else, where it's just, you're going to float up and... And then you're done. Now I'm going to drag this out. Not, you know, I should have learned from the first time when it got intercepted. But I'm going to just take my time again and let someone uh, spoil all the fun, which is exactly what happens. So you can have Lucas dramatically reacting to it and very sweaty. Oh, by the way, um, the jocks. Why? That that was just a useless group of characters that did absolutely nothing the whole thing. Just... Just an obstacle that was completely unnecessary for for these characters. Because what did he do? He had a fight with him at the end, and and a, a, a large jock couldn't hold down a little girl. That's that's threatening. That's a great villain. That's completely necessary in this story. Uh, and then I guess uh, it was very convenient too, which which uh, when when uh, Lucas and that guy started fighting, and he just stepped on the Walkman, and I was like, of course, because the one thing that could bring her back, this, this guy shouldn't even be here, that now has a gun, uh, and even though he's seen people dying the same way, he's still like, no, Eddie did this. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what's the point of that group even? When, yeah, I, I don't feel like that, that, that was an element that didn't work for me at all, and every time they were on screen, it was kind of like a 
drag for me. Well, they needed two things. They needed someone else to die, and that guy gets melted right up the middle, and they gloss over that. And they also needed Lucas to be a more relevant character because everyone... Actually, the only one who doesn't really have anything to do is... I don't know why I'm having a hard time uh, remembering probably the most memorable of four characters' names. The dude with the fucked up mouth. Do you, what, what is his character's oh, name? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I think I his know. name's I, like uh, uh, Punchy. So Punchy yeah. doesn't have anything to do at all in Stranger Things Season 4. Lucas has something to do, and is, who cares about it? Oh, wow, yeah. now he's sad that his girlfriend that doesn't like him because, you know, it's 1987, you don't like people of other races back then because then that's right. a problem socially. Uh, you know, she's not into him. And then you have Will, and uh, Will is, you know, a little confused gay boy who's just sitting in a van the whole time crying. The, enti- the entire season, he's just stressed out, hyperventilating in a van, in the backseat of a van. And then Mike is just this clueless uh, dunce who's obsessed with pussy, trying to get pussy the whole time from his uh, stupid yep. girlfriend, you know? And he doesn't care. He can't tell his best friend is gay for him and crying and, yeah. you know, sobbing right next to him. He's just he's thinking about Eleven. So you have all that. And then Eleven's story is really the only story, and they resurrect Matthew Modine's character. I could have sworn this guy died in the first season, right? Who said that? Uh, Papa. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. Damn, first I wish we had a soundboard with the so German long. guy who says paw paw from angst right now they should have they should have her say it like that yeah so he comes back and if i'm remembering correct maybe i'm misremembering i haven't seen season one of stranger things since early 2017 i believe they kill off that matthew modine character Hmm. well they brought him back and uh that was another thing that felt useless by the end of it because sure so we learned the story of what actually happened which was that eleven didn't kill everyone like she thought she did it was mm-hmm. his son was it his son it was his son right no it wasn't his the son no 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 here's the story that's the kid that's the kid from the 50s that killed his entire family right mm-hmm. the first one well what what it was was one number one who has like a formal name like Brian yeah. or something uh, is the most powerful psychic. So uh, Papa was trying to do a bunch of offshoots of that guy and I guess kept failing. Eleven was maybe the closest thing to that. And, River uh, England places that in jail, right? The one yes. When he poked his eyes out. Right, right. Right. So then you get the backstory in that last or penultimate episode, which tells you that this guy who has been uh, sort of a personal mentor to Eleven in this facility is actually the reason why everything uh, fell apart and she blew him to shreds and sent him to the Upside Down where he got reformed into some burnt-up monster creature. Now, I would have just had it so that... Because you see him blow up Dr. Manhattan's... It was very Zack Snyder's Watchmen... Uh, influence yeah. to the point where I think they even used the same music from the Dr. Manhattan scene, uh, which is, I think, who is that conductor? Damn. Uh, name's not coming to mind at the moment, but they use the same exact track. Uh, right. And what I noticed in this finale that I also noticed earlier in the season is that the writing 
but especially the dialogue writing is atrocious. It's so on the nose. And I think maybe that's partially intentional, or maybe it wasn't at one point and it is now. Like they just realize, hey, this is all very uh, obvious dialogue to say. And it doesn't sound good coming out of some people. Like, I, you know, that the guy who plays one isn't a bad actor. I kind of like his, his menacing uh, uh, tone, but some of the right. dialogue is just so unnecessary. Like, arachnids are the gods of this world. <laughs> like, sh- shut up. Shut up. You st- it's like, we get it. He's a villain. Yeah, All he's right. He's a crazy guy. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's the, he's the bad guy. Okay. Uh, a lot of that could have been cut out. And um, I, I don't know. Let, let, you know, we, we, we just lost the plot and went right back to the finale there. Yeah. I Eddie. Just, it's like what's fresh. Yeah. yeah. Eddie's introduced in that inaugural episode. And I, listen, I watched that first episode late at night, and I thought, wow, this was really enjoyable. I miss Stranger Things. Stranger Things is summertime. Summertime's fun. It's been a miserable two years. Uh, this is good. It's good to have something back. And this is around the same time people are like, ah, oh, cinema's back because of tom cruise and top gun maverick the movies are back and you know what the movies kind of are back now maybe it's half because of that i don't know i don't know but i think uh stranger things being like this big pop culture thing that people look forward to and it meeting a certain degree of quality is a generally a good thing now whether or not this whole this whole season sticks to landing i think is debatable yeah, I I think the first, what is it, six episodes? Right? No, I think they do eight episodes and then uh, nine and ten dropped okay. July 1st. So the first eight, I, I was intrigued because I thought, again, I thought it was going to end. So uh, I thought it was a good cliffhanger to leave uh, an ending for. Uh, I now that I think about it, those episodes, I don't know how well it works compared to the others, but I think after two and three, which were kind of two was not great, and then three was a little better, but not great either. Uh, I, I, I because I watched them recently, like I watched them back to back, so I like the the fourth one better. It it is better than those two, so maybe my judgment was a little uh, clouded there, but. Um, those just those two episodes at the end just just felt like like we're trying to stretch this for as much as we can, uh, but we're not gonna give you an ending. We're not gonna give you a resolution, and and they didn't. And then their the resolution was, um, hey, the, this happened, and now uh, the world is turning into the upside down slowly, I guess. But here are your heroes, and they're gonna face it. Isn't it cool that there's 10 of them now? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just watched two and a half hours of this shit to get nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was a little upset. It was late, too. So I was just like, fuck, I just stayed up to watch this shit. And, and it didn't give me an ending. Then I, I and, and that's why I said that it's possible that they, they just saw that, you know, their most popular property was going to end. And what do they have coming that would incite the same type of excitement that this series has? Name a Netflix production that anyone is looking forward to. There isn't one. There's nothing. Now, they do have another series that's in development that they're plotting right now that they hinted at, actually, in Stranger Things, which is The Talisman. 
I believe it's a talisman by Stephen King, and maybe it was co-written by Peter Straub, who's another commercial novelist. But that is not going to have the same fire beneath it that Stranger Things has. And they certainly realize that. Now, I, I was on board with the first half of the season. You know, I liked the Nightmare on Elm Street cribbing. They really leaned into that. And it seemed like maybe they were going in one direction and then subverted when they were midway through writing the episodes of the season. That's kind of how it feels. Uh, where it's like, oh, we ha- we're literally just borrowing from. We we have Robert England here just to say, hey, yeah, we know it's obvious here. This is an, an entirely intentional homage, and I didn't mind that. I like the fact that they had a, a good uh, practical effects villain finally, because they had all these creature designs that I was never really a fan of. They always looked not not uh, not complete or something, or not properly designed, just not a real functional monster you know right. uh, certainly the case with the demogorgon in season one and then whatever that follow-up monster was in season two that kind of felt like an offshoot of that like when cloverfield came out and jj abrams did super eight and did a duplicate of the cloverfield monster with a few tweaks so there was right. that aspect and then i couldn't even tell you what was the vi- what was the villain for season three was it just the russians wasn't it was the giant spider was that two it was two. No, it was yeah. three. Oh. In, no, no, no. In season two, uh, Will is looking in the mirror, right? And he lapses back into the upside down, and there's the giant <sighs> spider. It was the Demogorgon that gets let loose in season one. Right. Who does she kill in season three? Because she gets rid of one of them in each season, right? Fuck. Yeah. And I just saw it, and I can't remember how that ends. There's uh, the whole big climactic battle that happens in that uh, last episode where you they lead you, much like the Max thing, they wanted, or seemingly wanted, they knew that they had to kill off Hopper at that point, and then they pulled back on it. And that's why you get this ridiculous subplot of him in Russia where he's... St- which Can I, we talk about yeah. that a little bit? Be- Go okay, ahead. Because he's a small-town fat cop. And he's surviving Russian prison in the 80s, mm-hmm. eating like stale bread and whatever sludge they feed him. And he's able to not only escape jail once, but then get back in and then escape again. And he's like, this is just a fat, small time. I mean, I understand that he was like a Marine or something, right? But some of the things he was doing, I was like, this fucking John Wick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like they went a little bit overboard with how much of a competent... I guess Marine, let's call him, uh, he is. Because uh, when he, before he went to Russia or whatever, I mean, fine, he punched a couple of people and he, he's like a big guy, so so that makes sense. But then everything that happens since then, like he survives that explosion and then he's taken to Russia and, and he's able to survive. He fucking breaks his ankle or seems like he breaks his ankle so he can get away and then he's perfectly fine within like a day. Uh, so uh, that that was a, a sticking point for me. I also hated her relationship, his relationship with Winona, because that was fucking annoying, and it felt like it was just dragging the show. Because like we know they're gonna end up together. Why are you playing so much with the? Uh, oh, but we're like a couple, so we fight a lot, but we're not a couple. Like that happened so much that it was just like fucking enough. Like that that in the with the Murray character too. It was just like we don't need so many scenes of them not agreeing on something 
you know it's it, fine we get it there they have a sexual tension between them okay and then they it took them what the whole season for them to kiss right until the last episode so yeah that uh, i i know that everyone loves that guy that character but it was just like if he died like i don't think anything would have changed for the for the worst uh no, you, you might have had more time to develop this whole Vecna plot that intersects with Eleven and then giving the kids something better to do. And you know what? I have to say, even in spite of the nuisance that his subplot was, I, and this isn't really a slight, it, it, well, I guess it is. You know, the acting of, of these teenagers now is inferior to when they were younger. And... Yeah. It feels like so forced at points. They're they're in interactions and, and just like unfolding their storylines respectively, uh, compared to the Hopper plot with Winona Ryder and the most obnoxious character on the show, Brett Gelman, yeah. uh, who just sucks the violently sucks the energy out of every scene that he's in because he has to make it about himself. Um, I, and, and I didn't care about that, so I don't know. Um, there's a, also, I, I do think a, there's. It, it, Go ahead. It's also pointless, too, because, okay, so we have discovered that the Russians are cloning the, what is Demo, Demogorgon? Demogorgon. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Sure. So they're cloning it, and they're also making, like, dogs uh, out of that, because they kind of, there's one big one, and then there's a bunch of little ones, and they're all in tanks, and holy shit, uh, this might get, uh, you know, uh, set free into the world and kill everyone. Uh, and then they they just kill them all, so, so, so nothing happens. So there's no threat, and it was completely pointless coming back because they, they just kill them in the in, in one episode. So what was the point of that whole thing? <laughs> just go back. Who cares, you know? Uh, and then the whole flamethrower thing, and then he had a sword, and he had to fight the thing with a sword. And it was just like, what are we watching? Like, why are we focusing on this when? You know, the real or what's supposed to be the real threat is on the other side of the world, not being affected by this. And I know that uh, uh, supposedly by them killing that, they were hurting the Vecna character, but that didn't really do shit. Like, that didn't really no. affect anything. So that just felt like such an unnecessary plot. Maybe they, they just wanted to have something to do with fucking Brett Gelman, which is enraging <laughs> because you don't really need that much of him. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that whole Russia thing just felt very pointless and and very much like a marvel thing where well these characters are liked by the audience so we're not going to kill them and we're going to give them an unnecessary plot that doesn't really move anything forward so that they can have a, a happy reunion with the children later and didn't, Boy, just didn't work for me they love invoking russia as just an ominous bad guy a lingering yeah. bad guy in the background between this and top gun i um uh, I, I, you know, why couldn't you kill Brett Galman? Why couldn't you kill some of these Russians who are almost equally annoying to Brett Galman? Why not kill? Why not kill Will? Will? You know? Why not kill the <laughs> what creep, creepy Nancy's know, boyfriend you, who just also has nothing to do oh, and yeah. looks like a fucking skinny yeah. Brian Peppers, disgusting Brian Peppers? I don't know. I'm sick of. I'm sick of a lot of these people. They gotta go. And I know that they're going to let them live. Because here's the thing. When you get to that final season, and uh, you know they are going to do a time jump 
I've read. I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that. Season 5 is going to pick up in the 1990s. So you're going to have maybe 10 years separate, at least 5 years, right? Because I think this one is 85 or 86, maybe 87. 86. 86, okay. So you're talking at, at the bare minimum 4 years. You can kill everybody. You can kill all these characters and more. Uh, how many of them are really even going to hang around Hawkins with that dirty cloud and the fucking particles floating around the air that's like gradually going to turn into the upside down? They're not going to, you know? So kill they them. They have to save their town. They love their town. Don't you get it? They love it so much. It's where they grew up. You see it's the high school getting up. destroyed? They were, mm-hmm. they were heartbroken even though they were bullied about everyone because they were dorks. But no, they love their high school and they love their town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when they do, when they, when they do have that opportunity the duffers to kill any single one of these kids without the consequence of, well, it could hurt the next season. They're going to feel bad. And they're going to be like, no, I like, I like this actor. I like this character. They're going to get sentimental and everybody's going to live. You're going to have like one death and it'll be Hopper maybe. And he'll die a hero probably. No, and it's going to be, be the, the stoner guy. What's his name? Uh, that guy with long hair. Uh, Donatello, Leonardo, yeah, you... Raphael. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, oh, they killed this guy. That that's sad. But Actually, you, you know, Will. you know who's gonna die in the next season is uh, they're gonna bring in they're gonna bring in uh, Corey Feldman as a new character, and he's gonna be part in of the, the group 90s? for the whole season. And then he's gonna play uh, a ch- child. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna play his character from the Goonies. Yeah, <laughs> he's all wrinkly and shit. He's gonna play a college professor at, at Will's new school, and then he's gonna sacrifice himself. For the children, and everybody's going to be sad and sh- shocked, stunned when he dies. That's how that's going to go. What is Will's role in this series other than being secretly gay and then just feeling the back of his neck when something happens? That's, that's a good it, question. Right? Uh, he's like to a, see how he's big like his there. mushroom haircut can get by the time <laughs> he's 40. Yeah. That's how you know he's gay, right? Because his hair is fucked up somehow that doesn't make much sense no Uh, but if you uh, wait hold on if they do pick up in the 90s and it's like 1995 and he still has that haircut that's gonna be in that's gonna make sense that's gonna be the jonathan taylor thomas it's gonna work for him yeah yeah that it's it's just also weird because uh exactly what you said they don't seem to be as good of actors as they were when they were children and it's possible that uh because uh i guess well i guess only Finn Wolfhard is the only one that kind of has a career outside of this. Um, uh, the guy from Spree, I don't, I don't remember his name. Um, Joe Carey, is it? Joe Carey, yeah. Uh, Joe Carey had that movie, but then I don't think, I don't know how, how what other things he's he's done. Uh, but he just, I don't know, it feels like, like they were forced to act in this now that they're teens. And they're all gangly and weird. And, and they, they're in the, going through that awkward phase where... Uh, their nose is too big or like their their jaw like their face just hasn't grown into the size of their head so they're just awkward looking and also just the friendship that you could you could tell they had or at least that they were portraying when they were children it just doesn't feel as natural anymore and and that's kind of weird to say because it's not you know you you think that in season one when they're still trying to figure out their their uh relationships and their their um chemistry would be rougher but for whatever reason it, it just feels like they're not like together 
as well as before. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense, but no, I think yeah, I think that's it, absolutely correct because you got to think about it. When they were younger and doing season one of the show, or maybe even season two, they were nobodies. First of all, right. they were a lot younger, so it's probably easier for them to get along with one another. And you know, you're dealing with actors who are your own age. It's probably a lot more fun yeah. than having to act alongside some forty eight year old man who's got some fucking weird issues and has a method to his acting. He's very stern. You know, it's probably a lot less fun to act with David Harbour, is what I'm saying here, or, right. or a drunky, a wino, Winona Ryder. Um, so they probably well, had Joe that Carey's going on. Joe like 31. I think he's like, he's in his 30 already, which is Sure, I'm, I'm not really talking about the, the older teenage actors. Right. Like him and I think her name is Natalie Dyer. And uh, old creepo Charlie Heaton, who gets arrested at airports for intoxication. Um, which one's Charlie Heaton? Uh, brother. Brother, oh right, Jonathan Byers. That name doesn't sound familiar. Oh, right. <laughs> I, uh, okay. Anyway, right, the brother, the brother that uh, realized his brother was gay, and then he was like, "Hey, if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me." You know. Yeah. And if you want to cry in my lap, I'll bounce you up and down like Santa Claus. Then that's all right. Hey, I know that. I know that all you want to do is suck. Uh, I was gonna say Will. Mike's dick. Uh, Mike's dick, but uh, hey, how about Mike's a hug hard from your brother? <laughs> Mike's awkwardly and doesn't know why it's hard dick because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're too young. They just have sex- sexual tension that they cannot understand. Uh, yeah, that guy. They could have killed him too. Mm-hmm. Who cares about that guy? Especially since the- he's gonna dump the Nancy character anyway. What's the point? Right. Why do you need him in the picture? To did you know? debate whether or not he's going to go to college or if he's going to go and be with her or do, do whatever he's going to do. Uh, get rid of him. Kill Will. Uh, I just keep coming back to killing Will. Kill Will. Just end it already. <laughs> Look, you're going to have the gay plot. You're already kind of doing that. You don't need to like fulfill it all the way because there's nothing interesting that's going to come of that. Um, yeah. Maybe. Unless he's like dating a 50-year-old man when he goes off to college and just have beef like for real. Who would um, you cast as that man? Uh, probably just have it be the Paul Reiser character. Mad about you's Paul Reiser is <laughs> no, no, no. It has to be. It has to be someone from the eighties. So like Richard no, no, no. Pryor. Well, gonna bring back <laughs> Richard Pryor. <laughs> um, well, you get, again, if we're picking up in the nineties, right? So they're gonna be early twenties. Oh, you you gotta go with an like you gotta go with nineties culture. You're gonna get the nineties well, season Stranger Things. That's that's the well, Feldman character. Feldman was more you, 80s. Feldman did have a short life in the in the early 90s, but he was kind of out. So you got to think, prime, prime, primo 1990s. Uh, Tim Bob Holland. Saget. Oh wait, Bob yeah. Saget. He's right. Dave Coulier, <laughs> John Stamos. Man, do you think right. John Stamos has like that Adam West ego? To him, where he's like, "What do you mean they didn't call me for Elvis? They did an Elvis movie and they didn't call me." <laughs> Yeah, let's cast the guy that what's uh, what's his last thing he he did uh, Fuller House. Fuller House. Uh, grandfathered. He impregnated a twenty-two-year-old woman who looks disturbingly younger than him. Well, he's like sixty, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get John Stamos. He's creepy. Uh. He. Well, he's. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, uh, could you imagine John Stamos dating a seventy-year-old woman? No. No. Can you imagine anyone in Hollywood other than Aaron Taylor Johnson dating a 70-year-old woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hugh Jackman also married old. 
All, right. All these Australians with their marriages where they sleep in different beds on different floors. Um, I don't know. You, you probably have to pull a sitcom actor or somebody who was only famous in the 1990s. Who could that be? Uh, fuck. Pat Oswalt. No, Pat he, he was odds. Back. That's definitely odds. Uh, <laughs> you could do Michael What's Richards. Oh, yeah, Michael Richards is the wacky professor. <laughs> yeah, and he's, uh, he's very mean to Will. Yeah. No, not to Will. Fuck, I'm so To bad Mike. I, I know, I keep confusing Will and Mike, too. No, not Mike either. No, no, Lucas. Not Mike? Who is it? Be, oh, Paul Reiser has Lucas. a landlord, and it's actually going to be Michael Richards. And we're going to yeah. just subvert and focus on this 68-year-old man living by himself. Uh, That's going to be the subplot yeah. of the season, is he can't afford to feed his cat. I, I don't like this 90s thing. I really, like, I like the fact that it's contained into an 80s feeling or looking thing i don't know how i feel about because you know it's all it's going to be just references and just hey look at this coke isn't the can different than last season you know and it's going to be shit like that versus hey we have a nes do you want to play some super mario hey like mm-hmm. nice. surge they're going to be drinking surge in every single scene right. yeah that'll be cool uh, how about david spade no, David Spade actually has like a career still. Yeah, <laughs> he's still in Adam Sandler's movies. They could he get enough money on those. They could get Rob Schneider probably real cheap. No, he's a conservative now. You're not gonna give him a job. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Uh, yeah, Dana Carvey, <laughs> Kevin Nealon, just to go down the list of SNL <laughs> people who haven't worked in 15 years. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what Stranger Things in the 90s looks like. I'm just not really anticipating that it's going to end well because it, it has uh, swallowed too much of the uh, commercial factor to the show, which is yeah. huge, and it's a big part of it. I don't even think it's necessarily a negative to have that aspect uh, as, as part of the texture to the show. I think it's just part of it now. It's baked into it. But uh, I do think there's a good chance that it overwhelms it because it did overwhelm seasons two and three, and that uh, season five does not end the series in a proper manner. And they probably have to revisit it in seven years or whatever when everybody's 35. <laughs> Stranger Things 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about the CGI that they used for Eleven every time they showed her as a little girl again? I didn't mind it. I, bu- I bought it. I bought it well enough anyway. I thought it looked uh, pretty good. You know, my eye is trained so that I can tell the difference. But I- I've certainly seen a whole lot worse as far as, like, facial mapping. And, you know, they they probably had all the raw thought. You know, with a lot of the um, de-aging that you see in Hollywood, like, we'll cite, the first real big example of this that people started talking about was Michael Douglas and Ant-Man. When Michael Douglas looked young in Ant-Man, people bought that, and people were like, wow, there, there's something crazy going on here. Which is kind of what's happening now with like the AI portraits and, and upscaling yeah. and all this stuff. It's like, wow, there's an AI technology that is brand new and just becoming available to us. And like people at the studios don't even really have this figured out. And it could, it could change everything. And the Michael the Douglas... Irishman happened. And then, yes, then that was the end of it. So what they were drawing from, as far as Michael Douglas, a lot of the time, here's what they do. They'll either use Michael Douglas, right, for all the de-aging. There was actually Michael Douglas as Eleven earlier in the episodes of Stranger Things this season. Um, And, you know, they'll grab shots from, like, Wall Street or um, 
Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. Or, <laughs> right. or these two um, movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever, whatever is available in high definition, and then the AI will create a mask and you'll get that. But they have all this footage of her from when she was actually young, which is not even that long ago. It's only like five or six years. And they probably have the raw footage still, so it looks good. Just like when they were doing Spider-Man um, No Way Home. Even though I could tell, I was like, this is the same Sandman uh, CG from Spider-Man 3. And they just upgraded it. Right. You know, you can, you can you know, if you have those raw files available, it's going to look better. It's going to look more seamless. And so I think that was the case with this situation here. You know, you get a younger child who's roughly the same build. And then you're just going to map her face onto that. And... Um, you're going to have a much easier time and you're going to sell it. Did you buy it or did you not buy it? I, I thought it looked weird at times just because she was so tiny uh, and because we never saw her that tiny. Mm -hmm. um, but but I, I didn't really have that much of an issue with it. Um, uh, fuck, I was going to mention something. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I really didn't like is how they tried to force bullying into this season. With the whole Eleven thing that moved to California and then all of a sudden she doesn't have powers. And then everyone's just a dick to her in a very cartoonish 80s way. Mm -hmm. But but we, we knew that she could just kill them all at any time. Well, so I thought went... the most unrealistic thing here was, I think it was in episode two, when they're at the roller rink. And um, she finally fights back and makes the girl's nose bleed. And then they just sit and wait for the police to show up. Uh, yeah. No, you you run. You, you no. leave. You get out of there. Yeah. And that girl you, was a bitch and deserved it and probably yeah. deserved a whole lot worse. So there's no point in sitting you around don't, and going reflecting on what just happened. You don't break someone's nose with your skate or with their skate. I think she was using someone else's skate. And then just sit there uh, sad, sad about how you have no friends. Mm -hmm. It's like just, and then your friends are around you being like, oh, why'd you do that? Instead of telling you to fucking go, it's the 80s. They're never going to catch you. They'll never right. know it was you. Uh, but yeah, that, that felt just like that. Because there's, try to remember, but I don't think there's any type of bullying that was that, that obvious in the other season. So I guess, I guess you had to bring that element somehow. But it just felt very forced. Uh, first you take her powers away and then her personality turns into this loser that wants to impress her boyfriend by pretending to be something she's not, even though she's never done that before. And it just happened because what she started getting bullied in California. So that, that felt just a little convoluted for adding that element of, Hey, 11 fucking uh, hurt someone. So is she good or is she bad again? And why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that it didn't really work for me. I, don't, I didn't mind the bullying aspect as much, especially since she had a weird upbringing, you know. It's kind of like a homeschool kid going to public school for the first time. So I, I don't know. But it did feel kind of like, well, we have to build something here because we, we don't know what we're going to do with Mike and company. Uh, and this is a big 11-heavy season. Yeah. Uh, you know, something I want to talk about, too, is uh, the kills in this season seemed uh, particularly grotesque compared to... Yeah some of the earlier seasons of Stranger Things. First with the missing girl who shows up at Eddie's house to buy drugs. And then, you know, this Vecna character kills people in a particularly um, 
particularly brutal way where first, you know, the wrists and then the legs will be bent back and then the eyes are gouged out. And you also get the little quick backstory nerd character who killed someone in a hit and run. And then he gets haunted Freddy Krueger style, just, uh, you know, mocking him with that, uh, dragging it out and then killing him uh, in a very similar fashion. I really enjoyed that aspect of the first couple of episodes where it's pretty dark. And some of the characters from that third season who were forgettable and emphasized for... Uh, purposes probably other than storyline I would say fall to the wayside and aren't really a thing here which are which is also great but the problem is it comes back to they don't really seem to know what they want to do with the characters that aren't 11 or even Hopper you know for that reason it seems like these are the two characters that we're going to follow this season uh, and everyone else is just everyone else they're 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 gonna eat up some time on the clock for us. I think you could have done more with Joe Carey's character with Steve. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like they're gonna reignite the romance with him and Nancy because obviously that's a way better couple than Creep Face. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. And then you also have the uh, Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman's uh, child, lesbian, right. who looks like Pippi Longstockings. Uh, yeah. Just always uh, thirsting after every female character that shows up. Just being very autistic and loud and quirky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really feels like everyone else just was doing uh, peripheral things to have them occupied on something. But even the even the D&D club thing, they didn't really do a lot with that mm-hmm. other than... This is how we introduce Eddie, right? And then how, I guess, the jocks will chase him down because, hey, he was in that group or whatever. That's that, when I, when the, uh, when Lucas's sister thing happened with the uh, right of the, I think it was the last episode where, where she's in that playground. And then a random guy sees her across the street. And then all of a sudden the jocks know she's there. It was like, how, is there only one black child in the whole town? And also, why are you telling someone there's a black child there? And how do they know that it's her? You know, that was that was very weird to me that that uh, uh, they're like, uh, well, she was part of the Hellfire Club, so we have to go get her. It's like, how do you even know that it's her? And how do you even know that she, it, you know she's there? Because the guy that sees her is just this bearded bald guy crossing mm-hmm. the street with his dog who we've never seen before, or at least I don't think. Uh, and then all of a sudden the jocks know and, and they, they go and kind of, but not really affect their plans. But it was all going to fa- fail anyway. So also, little thi- when it oh. comes to that central jock who's avenging his girlfriend's death, they really do their best to try and vilify him and make it seem like his whole cause is not as noble as it seems. But... At no point was I like, this is a bad guy or this this guy's <laughs> crusade is wrong. Uh, right. You know, he's got kind of the, not maybe a little bit of like a, I'm Tom Cruise, a 1980 uh, style to him. And Eddie had a very like, I'm Robert Downey Jr. in 1980 yeah. uh, flair to him as well, which I think was intentional in casting these two. Uh, but at no point uh, did I think that there was something wrong with his vigilantism when nobody really seems to be giving a shit about that. That girl is just forgotten. People are like, yeah, yeah, but what about the town? The town's going to get swallowed. Yeah. yeah, but what about my, my girlfriend just died a miserable, brutal death? Oh, what? I'm a bad guy for thinking that the fucking last person she was with did this and, and trying to find that guy? Oh, I'm a villain? Yeah. 
So well, it, he like only that. became a villain where he was possessed right at the end. Was he possessed? I think. I thought. I thought his eyes were like weird looking like he had something so I, I don't know if he was but when he had the gun and all that there was one shot that i remember clearly where he's he maybe choking or doing beating lucas up or something and his eyes looked like greenish blue mm-hmm. so i figured okay so vegna figured it out he's using him as a vessel to beat him up and like uh keep him from saving max at least that's what i thought but then because he became a cartoon of what he was in the other episodes in this one with the gun and just not listening to anything it's just like if you move i'm gonna fucking shoot you or whatever and it's like i mean he was intense before but like this it feels like he just revved it up to a thousand in in this so that's why i thought all right if he's possessed that makes sense uh but otherwise yeah he wasn't a maniac in in, and uh before uh he was uh hunting them down and trying to get to uh the what did you say his name was uh uh uh, um bubbles yes yeah that's right (laughs) bubba uh because he was with with eddie but yeah i don't i I just that that shit just didn't work for me at all Mm. that that whole side story of of them uh, especially because he saw his friend getting killed the same way in the lake. And he's like, no, Eddie still did this because Satan. And he's like, what? well, th- here, here's what they do. They, they touch upon the whole satanic panic of the 1980s, right? Yep. And they take the very conventional, safe uh, approach in, in dealing with that topic, which is that, ah, it was, you know, crazy Christians saw that, you know, this was happening in the uh, black metal or whatever. And this is... It's Ozzy's fault. It's Ozzy Osbourne's fault. Satan has risen and is corrupting the children and marijuana and uh, all that. But yeah. in reality, it's no, the preschool teachers are actually sick fucks and, and fucking small children and performing weird rituals. And then the kids are talking about that. And then we're going to find bones that are hidden under the school 40 years after this has all been debunked by the experts. The experts said, no, the children were lying. Uh, but happened. we found actual ritualistic <laughs> bones under the school yeah. 40 years later. So, uh, no, the, the reality is some of that's true. Some of that is real. People don't like that narrative. If you go listen to the last podcast on the left, you'll you'll hear the fun version of that, which is that, yep, you know, Satan's just a fun tool to rile people up. And it is. <laughs> he is. But uh, yeah. at the same time, there's also sick fucks who like to uh, put their penises in people and animals and things and kill. And that is a real thing that happens. Yeah, well, once you find uh, John Wayne Gacy's basement on your high school basement, it's kind of like, maybe something <laughs> did happen here. I don't know. Maybe... Uh, what are you talking about? Pizzagate? Because he's a Democrat. Everybody knows famous Democrat John Wayne. Famous, notable yeah. gay Democrat John Wayne Gacy. Come on. Come on. This sounds wild. This sounds like a conspiracy talk. I don't I don't like that. So, uh, yeah, they, they, tell, they take that approach with it. The very safe. Can you believe people believe this? And can you believe that Dungeons and Dragons is a satanic game that makes people do things for Satan? Because that was a, the narrative of it, because they played Dungeons and Dragons. So, of course, mm-hmm. Hellfire, that's Satanists. They're evil. They did this. He was able to lift my girlfriend into the air and break every bone in her body and then poke her eyes out. I mean, well, in like his 13. defense now, in his defense, you see that happen. And then you see it 
happened to your best friend. It makes sense. It, how else can you possibly explain that? Oh, gravity is breaking his bones and turning him <laughs> blind right now. No, it's, it must be the devil. I have a, I, Look, I have a through line here that says he summoned the devil through Dungeons and Dragons, and now right. people are having their wrists and their ankles broken. Yeah, he listens to Iron Maiden, so he's satanic. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Um, so here's what I learned. That still happens here, by the way. That's how I know I live in a third world country, because they still believe shit like that. Uh, people that are like over 40 are, are still into that. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, they uh, banned uh, like a Norwegian metal band from coming in because Satan. It's like, are we fucking well, they're people? the most hardcore. They're the ones who kill people and burn down churches. Right. So I kind of understand that. Or at least that was the case 30 years ago. Maybe they should get Varg for Stranger Things season <laughs> five. That would be good. The Last Temptation of Christ was banned in the country and not shown because they were going to show Jesus in a bad light. So we never got that movie here for that reason. Can you That's get it now? Of... Not Well, not in theaters. I'm sure you can get the DVD or whatever. But like if you went it, to it was... Walmart or something, let's just assume no. they would be in no. stock of Last Temptation of well, Christ. Yeah, but, but I was going to say, you can't get that in the States. <laughs> that fucking movie hasn't been remastered You, you whatever, could go so. to a Barnes & Noble and get the good Criterion edition of Last Temptation of Christ now. But yeah, you're not getting that from a Target. Not a Walmart. Yeah. Uh, also, we don't. they don't sell DVDs in our stores. So... Well, that's a that's a no. Uh, no. You have to go to us to like an electronic store to get that shit. You gotta uh, go to Radio Shack to get the, yeah. the latest. We still have we still have a Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Okay, yeah. Stranger Things season four. Is there any ground with this season? I feel like we actually did a pretty efficient job of jumping around between the many different subplots, and I, I, this season in particular definitely has more to it than the last couple anyway i don't know if they culminate to much it, it seemed like they were maybe more you know it wasn't so much like they were thinking we have to have more of this character it was more like they were thinking wouldn't it be fun to just hang out with these characters for this amount of time whereas i i think in seasons two and three they were more uh concentrated on trying to meet certain quotas of all right well we want a certain amount of will we want a certain amount of mike we want a certain amount of lucas a certain amount of bubbles <laughs> what is name. his fucking kid's name dustin fucking name dusty yeah dustin there we go there we go dustin yeah. henderson that's right all right and so on you go down the list steve nancy uh, all of them they wanted to make sure everyone uh was well covered there Maybe there was a bit of that here, but it also just kind of seemed like, all right, well, we want people to have a sufficient amount of time. It's been a couple of years since we did one of these Stranger Things. Seasons. We want people to have a sufficient amount of time with these characters. Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> it really felt like when they separated into different groups, which was three, uh, Devan, uh, Russia, and... Uh, uh, what's the town called? Harrisburg? Hawkins. Uh, Harris, yes, Harrisburg, <laughs> Hawkins. Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, there was always a main on those groups. So it was everyone else kind of there. And then one guy that was the, the one whose story actually was. So it, it didn't feel like they were including them as much into what was happening. They were just there. Uh, you have the Murray character who was just there to be quirky and funny. And you have the Russian guy that left with them who was also just there. 
and the pilot who also was there until the last episode, right? Didn't really do that much. He was just kind of uh, uh, playing them. Correct. Uh, and then you and then you have the uh, Winona Ryder who was there, and what did she do? She electrocuted one of those things so uh, Hooper could get away. The whole season, that's all she did, and fight with him, uh, and then won her won his dick really bad in that in that last episode, and it didn't happen. Then you have the the van group. You have the Argyle character who's just there, which is fine. I don't, I don't think you need more from from that character. I think he was used in a in a good enough amount where he was likable enough and not not to to the point of being annoying. You know, like I feel like they they were able to uh, keep him uh, controlled because he could become a very annoying character if if they used him more. I think mm-hmm. uh, the brother was just there. Because that's what he's been the whole series, right? He's just there with his face looking miserable and, and, and his emo hair or emo-ish hair. Then you have Will, who's there, and he's gay, but he doesn't want people to know he's gay yet. But he's also just there. Uh, who else is in that group? Oh, uh, well, Mike, who's the one whose actual story is because he is Eleven's boyfriend, there's not really much of a story there, but he's the one that's kind of driving that, right? Right. And then on the main group, you have Lucas, who doesn't really do much until the last episode where he has that fight. You have Dustin, who's just friends with other people, because uh, he's friends with Eddie uh, in some episodes, and then on other episodes, he's friends with, uh, with the Harrington character. So he's always someone's friend. He doesn't really do anything by himself. He's always just there. Uh, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Nancy and... Uh, and the hawk girl, they're there. They don't really do anything by themselves. But they, they buy a, a shotgun. Awesome. Great. They're there. So it, it always felt like, yeah, we're separating them to maybe give them a little bit of more screen time because you couldn't give them enough screen time if they're all together. But then at the end of the day, you don't really do that much with them. So it just feels like, cool, they're there. And that's it. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate as far as um, how the season unfolded with those characters. I, I don't know. I, I you know we're we're speaking about it like it's um, been a failure of a season. Maybe maybe it no, has no. been in terms of quality, but I on the whole, I quite enjoyed all nine episodes of the show. I thought it was uh, again a welcome return for uh, television series anyway. And it was an improvement. It was probably the best season since that first season, in my opinion, sure. even if it was uh, very uneven, you know? Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. What is your? What would you rate this season of Stranger Things? Uh, just We'll go by the letterbox sort of, you know, five stars, one star. I think, well, if, if we're going to rate all of them, I think the first one is probably like a four, 4.5. The second one is a two, two and a half third one is three and this one feels like a four too because it feels like uh even though we have all of these issues that we're talking about i was still watching it like i was still waiting for the next episode and i think they did a really good job at at, at leaving uh cliffhangers after, at the end of every episode so you were like oh fuck all right i'll watch the next one uh um i don't like the fact that they stretch the last two episodes for so long just make four episodes i don't need to sit there and watch two and a half hours or something that's not going to give me a resolution so that was kind of that bothered me and the 
previous one also an hour and a half to set up the two and a half hours episode where nothing is resolved. Just make them four episodes. I don't care if, if uh, it's the most episodes you've had uh, compared to the other seasons, but at least it wouldn't feel like like an ep- like an epic that wasn't an epic, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like sitting there for two and a half hours. I want something at the end. And then the end was just like, hey, just wait for next season and something will happen. Uh, so that was something that, that I had an issue with. But I think quality wise, uh, uh, the special effects, uh, like what you said about the Vecna character, I hate the name, but I think he looks creepy and uh, practical effects continue to be superior to any VFX that you might have. So the fact that they took that that choice and the fact that the actor was okay with sitting there for eight hours apparently uh every time they had to put that makeup on him that's awesome like that's i, I love that commitment that's great uh and i and it was definitely an improvement from from three so i think i'll give this like a four or five uh maybe close to 4.5 uh on, on just the the first watch i think well i i, I don't want to rate uh the first three Ooh. seasons because my memory is spotty and my memory uh, or rather my feelings about uh, certain movies or shows is bound to change upon revisiting. I I know I enjoyed uh, season one of Stranger Things a great deal. I'd probably give it a four out of five as far as TV shows go. Um, Season two was a real, ooh, that was a rough one, but I did finish it. I remember finishing season two and um, I could tell that season three had more going on, but I just couldn't be bothered to pay much attention to it. I just couldn't care about anything that was happening with the quirky Russian guy or uh, the introduction of Ethan Hawke's daughter or any of these new characters that had come along. Uh, and I was just so whatever about it. So I'd have to go back and at least watch those last two seasons uh this one i'd give a solid like 3.5 because it held my attention i really enjoyed the vibe of those early episodes especially uh in the fourth season and the finale while it was disappointing in that they didn't dispose of enough main characters or characters where it would be uh you know the actions would be more of consequence we lose the brenner character this matthew modine we lose Eddie, we lose uh, the jock. So two characters that were introduced just this season and then a guy who we thought was dead for three seasons. Great. Yeah. I could have done away with uh, Max, you know, but I, I'm going to hope that they just are using her to harvest Vecna in a new form uh, that comes about 10 years on or something. I don't know. I'm curious about season five. I hope it's next year because they're not getting any younger. Although maybe yeah. I guess that's the point of doing it in the 90s. It could be a couple of years with everybody's schedules. They're doing another Kong versus Godzilla. So Millie Bobby Brown will probably be a little busy. Uh, Mike Wil- Finn Wolfhard, you know, uh, he's, well, his career was taken off for a second. doesn't really seem like that might be happening now. Those hit movies are Ghostbusters over. Ghostbusters killed it, right? Oh, right. Yeah, no, no. He's in Ghostbusters. They're doing another Ghostbusters. So no, no, oh, okay. that actually didn't kill it. He's got another one lined up. Uh, Gatlin who plays Dustin, Gatlin, Gaten. I think his name is Mazzaro. Gatlin Matarazzo. Matarazzo. Him and Joe Curie had like Pizza Hut commercials when Stranger Things was really big. Joe Curie, he's got to get some new roles. He's a, I, I like Joe Curie, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll it's, see. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, 
I was talking to my girlfriend about this because I was like, who do you think is the, the actor from this series that could have the longest career? And we both agreed that it might be that kid, the Gaten kid, because he could just play freak. He just yeah. become, he could just become a character actor. He could just be the Jonah Hill character, you know, where he just plays that weirdo that kind of looks weird, and and mm -hmm. that's him, you know. Uh, and he could have like a long career as long as he doesn't try to be like a serious actor or like a handsome actor. Because if he ever gets his mouth fixed, it's over for him. That's essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually think my thinking was. I really didn't expect you to say that. I thought he was going to have the shortest career because it's very really? easy to get sick of that kind of guy. I think he'll be on Celebrity Big Brother in three years. That's my <laughs> prediction for him. Because he's got... What, 20? <laughs> he's got so limited of a venue because of that. And you know what? With somebody like him, I do see him taking, or trying to take anyway, a Jonah Hill-esque turn where you're going to see him, by the time he hits 30 or something, you're going to see him ripped and he'll look like uh, Chris Pratt or Jason Momoa or something along these lines. I'm calling it right now because he's so fucked up looking at the moment. <laughs> you just have that face on top of a rib body. That's such a weird mm -hmm. image. To mm -hmm. think It'll be like I, the Jerry O'Connell thing. Jerry O'Connell was a fat little pudgy boy and then he evolved into a very built guy. Now, unfortunately, the problem with Galen Matazaro is not pudge. It's that his mouth and his face look ridiculous. So... yeah. He's he's got to figure something out. Imagine him with veneers. Could you imagine if they gave that kid veneers for season five? Or if he just got veneers and they all had to act like, all right, uh, I guess we're just going to go shoot. Like, treat it like the Elliot Page thing. Like, yeah, now your character's a boy. Okay. Well, uh, they they kind of did that, right? When he has braces in this last season. Last season, he didn't have teeth. And then season mm -hmm. two, he did have teeth. And I think it's only mentioned in passing. Uh, so it's, it's, I, you know what? I hope they give him veneers. That would make him, he has like a little lisp because, because like a Spock lisp. Uh, that would be great. Well, he actually already has a lisp, I think. He does. All right. So um, he's got an actual disorder here called CCD, which is a birth defect oh. that affects the bones and teeth. And so, uh, the collarbones on a person with CCD get all fucked up and they, uh, other symptoms may include a prominent forehead, wide set of eyes, abnormal teeth, and a flat nose. So, uh, fetal alcohol syndrome? Yeah, it sounds like it. But it also says symptoms vary among people. However, intelligence is typically not unaffected, or is unaffected, rather. Excuse me. So he's not retarded, is what they're saying. He, just, he looks retarded, he but he's as smart. Yeah. <laughs> he's as smart as you or me, probably. Which maybe not saying much. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, you know, I could see him uh, getting into that sort of role. He's a Broadway-trained actor, and uh, he's now part of the Broadway cast of uh, Dear Evan Hansen. You know anything about that movie slash play? I don't know what that is. No. I didn't know anything about it, except that it looked horrible, and it frustrated me to even see it or have it enter my head at any point. But apparently, it's about a kid who fakes being friends with some kid at their high school who kills himself and uh, has to like put up this big facade for their family and their friends the kids family and friends that he was a good friend of his the entire time which is like wow i did not get that from what i've seen yeah. of this musical it seems way yeah, dark just... very world's greatest dad right yeah the kid died but choked jerking mm -hmm. and then robin williams has to Act like he loved Mark. his son. His son was <laughs> yeah. his deep finger. He had such a developed relationship with him. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's what he's doing right now. He's got a role in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. Uh, all right, last thing about Stranger Things Season 4. What do you think about uh, the very overused Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill? Oh, my God. Are God you sick of it? Damn. So sick of it. Especially because I listened to the actual song, and that song sucks. Until that hook hits, it's so bad that I was like, what the fuck is this song? And then the the hook that plays on every scene in that last episode seems like i was like oh, okay so this is what the song is as soon as that hook ends or the chorus ends it goes back to being shit so it's like this is the song that you guys made number one after like 40 years uh yeah i was pretty done with it uh i'm surprised that they were able to get like a metallica song in there because yeah. uh, i'm sure that's expensive what, what do they have uh, uh master of puppets, master of puppets. yeah but uh yeah that kate bush song by the end when when max was quote unquote dying or not i was just like oh my god can you can this be like quiet like no music because it just they just stretched it and they used it so much that uh yeah i was i was pretty sick of it by the end of it well i didn't hate it i actually i kind of like the song but it's all right i think it is overused i think it's kind of annoying at this yeah. point and now all the radio stations here are playing it and it's on every spotify list and and every instagram or tiktok video that's out there is using that for no reason at all other than hey stranger things unrelated i did that how dare you Holly? you're throwing oh shade you did at me. yeah it's just, i did that literally two days oh yeah ago. you did the video the video with the dog right 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 yes yeah, dog which performed best somehow i think on youtube i started doing youtube shorts which I, again, this is, this is another thing that annoys me because they're um, the opposite length of what this video presumably is, which is 1920 by 1080. It's 1080 by 1920, and they don't distinguish these videos away from the rest of your feed. And so I typically dislike them. Uh, actually, mm, no, maybe the reel did better than the... Yeah, actually, it did better on Instagram. But I was just... I was out... I was on um, a fashion shoot. I was directing a fashion shoot, and I was just sitting around waiting... And a little dog came up and lifted his leg on a pole, and I just started shooting the dog in slow motion as he was relieving himself. And uh, he did not have good balance. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to post that to Instagram. It's said to Kate Bush's running up that hill. And that's what <laughs> I did. Little sausage dog. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. All right. That's been Stranger Things Season 4. Looking forward to Stranger Things Season 5. Maybe we'll cover 3, 2, 1 at some point. Uh, something that's a little interesting, a little tidbit here, is that Stranger Things was originally developed as a series called Montauk, which is not too far from where I'm at. Montauk. It's in, I believe, Long Island. New Jersey, isn't it? Oh. No. No, no, no. Montauk is in, I, I'm fairly certain it's in New York. Uh, the Montauk Monster. This is the point in the show where I'd have you pull up a picture of the Montauk Monster. Have you ever seen the Montauk Monster? No, I it, can't lo do it, it looks like uh, yeah. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> your your bit rate is already pretty rough as it is. Yep. So Hans's computer got nuked, and we're just My waiting battery, for yeah. for an upgrade. Yeah. So he's on. This is why he's get the J horror webcam for now. Um, the Montauk monster is just a like a squirrel or a raccoon or a possum that was at a lab facility and experimented on. And uh, lost all its hair and washed up on the beach of Montauk. And people got out their cameras and lined up and 
looked at the Montauk monster. It was a big thing in like 2011 or 2012. People were talking about it left and right. So I guess we're going to do a a, a series on that. Yeah, yeah, but this existed. It was just like a dead animal on the beach. Just hairless blob Mm -hmm. of animal. Yes, it's pretty, uh, pretty spooky stuff. So that could have been a great series. They should do a series about all these internet cryptids, like the the yeah. Montauk Monster and Brian Peppers. And I still want to do the Brian Pepper short film. I Kyle Girardi wants to do the, the Brian Pepper short film with Edward Furlong as Brian Peppers. <laughs> this is my idea. I'm going to trademark that. I don't think he'd accept, though. He seems to be very snobby now as far as roles. I mean, you can get this kid from Stranger Things. He kind of looks like him, the brother yes he'd have to put on some weight though see edward furlong has the weight and the mass and the life experience already maybe you could do both maybe you could have young brian peppers and old brian peppers that could be really good then we can get justin wang as a producer maybe he'll chip in a couple more thousand dollars that would be a good treat for all all right that's been movies (laughs) for this week um what do we have anything to promote uh no they're season already, seven of right? movies. Season seven. What the movie? The movie's not. No, out they're. Yet. No, no, no. They're already in uh, Patreon, so can't really do that. When is the new trailer coming out for Massive Lottery? July twenty fifth, which is okay, so twenty days from fine. the point we're recording this episode. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're like twenty days, what are you talking about? That trailer dropped like three weeks ago. It's because you're listening to the iTunes and Spotify feeds. And you should be on patreon.com slash lowres and sign up for the $5 tier so you get these when they come out. Because then otherwise, we're months away from that. You know, we're, we're, it's over. It already passed. It's not an exciting thing anymore. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. I'm not putting out daily episodes of movies. We do two a week. And if people are going to be lined up in, in time appropriate, you know, you're wondering why Elvis, the episode on Elvis came out a whole month after it was already released. Well, it's because you're not part of that tier. So go sign up for that tier, patreon.com slash lowres. Do that. You're going to get the video. You're going to get audio. And uh, you're going to have a better time overall than listening to these. And our viewership is up. Uh, the, uh, not just the viewership. Excuse me. The listenership is certainly up. The listenership has had a, uh, a nice groove upward in the past month and a half. So that has Are, been uh, <laughs> fantastic to find out. Do we do we have enough to get like a Manscaped uh, promotion, like a Manscaped uh, 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 promo code so that I can get a free thing to shape my balls? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, a probably. from Manscaped. <laughs> I think if we were to inquire with Manscaped, we could do that. We could absolutely do that. I think so. Can get Blue Chew again. <laughs> Blue Chew again. Blue Chew's over. Blue Chew is so done. There's like a whole pharmacy now that cater online that caters to just like giving men free pills or not free pills, but like 15 bucks for a prescription from some doctor, some strange doctor who's a robot and says the same thing to everyone all the time. When you say, yes, my penis does not work. I need a pill. And they'll say, all right, you you are indeed a candidate for blue chill that we can (laughs) give these to Uh, just Send fifteen dollars in an envelope, and we'll we'll give you the prescription. That's how that works. And it's just a robot, Robo Doc. Doctor Hans is on the line. Yeah, Doc, Doctor Hans, Doctor Hans, my dick doesn't work. All right, well, do you suffer from anything? Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Just here's. here's do you get headaches? Too. Do you have high blood pressure? You say no. Is that what no. they ask? 
They probably do. I did get. I, I feel like I brought Blue Chew with me on that first shoot. Oh yeah, you did gave me a couple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You took pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were turned out to be long expired, so that might have been the reason for your blood pressure spiking. Uh, maybe. Oh maybe. fuck! That and the vaccine and everything. <laughs> yeah, Goddamn. Hey, that's right. Me yeah, into a life of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think it was the constant vaccinations that you got that yeah. resulted in all these health problems. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, listen again. Patreon.com slash Loris. Thank you guys for listening to this show. Uh, we are going to be back soon. I don't even know when we got lined up for shows. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Season 7, Episode 1. Thank you for listening.